Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I just wanted to make sure you were listening to podcasts on Spotify. Here's how you do it. First, search for your favorite podcast on Spotify's app. They have a library of over 750,000 pods at this point. So let's say you're searching for the Rewatchables or the Dave Chang Show or the Ringer NBA Show. Once you find them, click on the follow button. That's how you subscribe. Then click on those letters near the top of the app that say podcasts. All the pods you're following will pop up separated by episodes, downloads, and shows. Wait, it gets better. In Spotify, you can adjust the speed of the pods to seven different speeds. 0.5 times is the slowest. I actually sound drunk at 0.5. You can do 0.8 times, 1.2 times, which is my favorite. Everyone sounds like they just had a good cup of coffee. And then there's 1.5 times, 2 times, and if you're completely insane, 3 times. Anyway, Spotify's app connects directly to many of the best automobiles in the world. It even has a CarPlay feature that's pretty cool. Best of all, it's free. Download Spotify on any device and you're good to go. Should you be embarrassed that you're not listening to podcasts on Spotify? Well, I don't want to app shame you, but the answer, unfortunately, is yes. Make the move. Listen to podcasts on Spotify. Back to yours. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. And I'm Kate Hallowell. Just like last week, we're still all in our homes. We're going to do Kate first, Amelia second. And today we're going to do some Quibi Watch, finally wrapping it all up. Uh, we're going to do some Not Worth the Tea, examine Drake's weird cursed home. And then, <laughs> you guys, very exciting. We're going to do the second half of the pod, which is a Tea Time mailbag answer some of the questions you guys sent in and we'll continue that for the next couple weeks we couldn't get to all of them obviously in one episode uh yeah so keep an eye out and ear out in the next couple weeks maybe we'll answer a question every time you hear the bell we have to change topics no matter what and now let's spill the tea Okay, first category, tea time checks in with. Like I said, we're just going to tie up some Quibi loose ends. Kate, <laughs> do you think this is the last time we'll talk about Quibi? Absolutely, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> I hope so. It must so start be. us off. I know. Um, okay, so we've been doing Quibi Watch for what feels like forever, all the way at the beginning when it was like, what is this weird Quibi thing? Why is right. everyone doing it? We saw some Quibi shows. We went to a quote-unquote Quibi screening. And now Quibi has finally debuted at the worst possible time. I <laughs> to know. be, You know, the whole point of this was watching things on the go. If you're on the train, if you're waiting yeah. for the bus. Nobody's on the train. Nobody's That's waiting true. for the bus. The whole premise was like, you can have five minutes to spare. We're all so busy. We have these right. bustling lives. And now, like, no one has anything to do. Yes. People are deep diving, like, the Wire, Peaky Blinders, like really intense shows. I mean, no one's doing quick bites. Right. So the worst possible time for this to drop, but they didn't delay it. They did it anyway. I mean, shouts to the cats for that, at least. Yeah. But the public reaction to Quibi was just absolutely brutal. It only got 300,000 downloads on launch day, which is not the same thing as Disney Plus, but it was 7.5% of the Disney Plus downloads for comparison's Ooh. sake. Obviously, okay. they're very different products, but yeah. people were like, that's not good. Most people online were just like, this is so pointless and bad. A lot of people were like, I'm not even going to do the free trial, et cetera. We wrote mm -hmm. a lot about it for the site, about the specific shows, if you guys want to check that out. I talked about Sophie Turner's show on the site. 
which I found to just be both needlessly triggering and irresponsible and really depressing um, and also somehow really boring. Really tough look for Sophie. Didn't the Sophie Turner they fans did. come for you? They sure did. <laughs> um, but it was actively horrible. The show was really bad. And I, when they were yeah. yelling at me on Twitter, I was like, wow, they watched the show so fast. And then I was like, of course they did. Yeah. It's five minutes long. <laughs> Not really. It's like it's like 17 minutes long each episode. Anyway, really bad. Punked was bad. The Idris Elba show was bad. Um, but And also, they, they had some claims the first day. There were a lot of issues beyond the content being bad. They were accused of plagiarism. There was a show called Memory Hole that appears to be, obviously, we don't know for sure. It could be a coincidence. But there's a show called Everything is Terrible um, that had and another show called Memory Hole. And it seems like Quibi has combined these things to create kind of this found footage show hosted by Will Arnett. So that was a big controversy. And also, I've seen people making this point on social media, including Ira Madison. You can't take screenshots or screen record Quibi, which means there's no memes. There's no no context Chrissy's Court accounts. There's no Baby Yoda you know, being distributed everywhere because they've yeah. actively made it so that people can't share this on social media, which like you would think is a good idea, but like actually really, really is not. Like there yeah. are no, you know, no Tiger King memes online. <laughs> they like made it impossible for this show to blow up on social media because they made it impossible for people to share the content. Huh. So that was pretty dumb um, in the long run and is probably going to be a bad idea. But I wanted to say, I know you were interested in in Chrissy's court. Is there anything on Quibi that we still are curious about or still have high hopes for, despite the fact that most of it kind of sucked? High hopes are a strong word. Um, but yeah, we watched a lot of them at that screening. And yeah. one that we didn't watch was Chrissy's court, which I believe if there were to be anything that I would watch, it would be that just because I don't know, love Judge Judy, love the premise, love small claims court. Um, but even I had, they were like, download a free 30-day trial. And even I wouldn't do that. Like, I could I have watched Chrissy's yeah. Court. And I didn't. I think it's a 90-day trial. And people were like, no. <laughs> yeah. it just I mean, me as well. So I can only say that, you know, with so much validity, like, I could have watched Chrissy's Court and I didn't. And the other one that we keep talking about is killing Zac Efron. Again, and we didn't do it. that's in. not even on the sh- Quibi yet. It's not even on the platform yet. People were like, wait, I don't get to see Zac Efron almost die in the wild on the first day of Quibi. I have to like get it and wait. Yeah. What if that show doesn't air during your 90 day free trial? Like I'm not going to get the 90 day free trial. That's the thing. We we can't possibly keep talking about Quibi because we won't watch it. And also there, it won't be online. It won't be circulated. Like it just, I, I mean, I would be surprised if we did again. This is our final Quibi watch. We had a good run. Uh, making fun of it. And I think our fears were founded and yeah. RIP Quibi. Let's speak that into existence, actually, now that I say that. Watch <laughs> us fucking have to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Next thing we're checking in with is celebrities in quarantine. We're all just slowly, slowly just disappearing into insanity. Um, and so are celebrities, but they're slightly worse because they're flaunting it all over social media, including the Cavallari family, which is Kristen Cavallari, her husband, Jay Cutler, and then their children. They were, quote unquote, stuck in the Bahamas for three full weeks, basically, when all of this stuff started unfolding up until this week. And I want to give props to a writer, Claire Downs. She did a very Mm. extensive thread on Twitter that chronicles like exact dates of when the government did what. (laughs) And then what posts they were doing simultaneously. So she fact checks and like validates a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. But essentially, it 
appears as though Kristen Cavallari and crew, which includes her hairstylist, Justin Anderson, and his fiance, Austin Rhodes, um, they kind of chose to be stuck in the Bahamas, it seems. Um, There was Mm -hmm. a lot of time to get out. There was a lot of time to make travel arrangements, and they didn't. Um, And no one really knows what their setup was at that house. Essentially, they were just using their fame and riches (sighs) to take advantage of a bad situation when they should have been home and quarantined like the rest of us. And the most damning was just their posts about it. Like she was shilling her company throughout being like, I know this is a weird time to promote, but, and it just, just a really ugly look and their whole cute little quarantine family that they were going off of, like really is just damaging for a lot of different people. Yeah. Really bad look. Um, really bad a, look. A lot of celebrities showing their asses right now in a lot of different ways. One big way has been this bullshit 5G conspiracy theory. I'm not going to explain it because it has no basis. In fact, all you need to know is that there's a conspiracy theory that it's related to the coronavirus and celebrities, including Woody Harrelson, MIA, and recently John Cusack. Who I was like, no, I fucking loved him. Now I can't because he's an idiot. And he was like really like replying to people who were responding to his tweet and just like really doubling down. He's since deleted it. And then just like a lot of influencers have been shilling this 5G conspiracy theory, which is absolutely incorrect. It's been proven incorrect. And you have a platform. Just like don't be idiots and don't be irresponsible. Just be rich (laughs) and be quiet. It's driving me crazy. I know. I know. Like Ellen DeGeneres comparing quarantine to being in jail. Just like, just stop. She's like, I feel like I know what jail is like. No, you don't. Oh my God. How is she not better at this? It's stunning. I don't know. One thing I will say is silver lining to the celebrity world, if you want to call her that, is (laughs) Wizards of Waverly Place alum, Jennifer Stone, who you might remember played Harper Finkel. Hell on the yeah. classic Disney Channel show. She is a registered nurse as of December and just posted that she's joining the front lines of the coronavirus crisis as a nurse. And the hot take, I will say she is the most influential Wizards of Waverly Place alum out of this whole thing. Selena Gomez, what is she doing? Jennifer Stone <laughs> is a fucking nurse helping people and putting herself at risk. So I just want to give her a quick shout out. <laughs> You're she right. Selena, from acting Selena in Gomez is releasing a uh, a music video tomorrow, and I'll take Jennifer Stone any day of the week over that. Absolutely, man. absolutely. I also wanted to say we got to stop the celebrity moms. They are out yeah. here on TikTok and Instagram attempting musical entertainment in so many different ways, and it just has to stop. Catherine Zeta Jones was on Instagram doing. A challenge that she, um, I believe, called the show, excuse me, it's hashtag the show must go on CZJ. Very confusing initials, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's playing spoons in slow motion. She breaks it what lo- looks like purposefully for dramatic effect. It flies off into the distance. No idea what that's supposed to be, but it's dumb. <laughs> uh, Jessica Alba was doing TikTok dances. Reese Witherspoon was. The only celebrity mom that is allowed to do TikTok dances is Ciara. And that's it. And I will say Gabrielle Union as well. Yes. The Wade family, the Wade Union family can do whatever they want as well. They get a free pass. Um, And lastly, I hate that we're ending on this note because it's (laughs) it's possibly just worst of all is Tori Spelling came under huge fire this week because she, and the more I look into it, the worse it becomes. So she posts and it's like, come attend a virtual hangout with me for $95. And- it's for 20 fans. So then I was like, oh, 
that's interesting. Like you get a one-on-one, like maybe that's worth it for some extreme Tory Spelling fan. But all 20 fans have to hop on at once. Like, and Kate and I are on Zoom calls a lot. If there's more than four people, it goes into chaos when someone tries to speak. Can you imagine Tory Spelling and then 20 people on a Zoom call? I want to know like what 20 Tory Spelling fans look like. I know. I, I want, want them all to turn their video on. I yeah. Know. I want a screenshot of that Zoom call. So <laughs> the whole thing is like you can take virtual selfies. Would love to see how that works. And then you can download a copy of the video call afterwards. It's like I can't imagine anything this worse. This is so than- dumb. So many people are doing like these virtual meet and greet kinds of things. A lot are more like legit than this. Like Dua Lipa was doing them to promote her album. Yeah. Like just, just like cut your losses on or that. You know, like you don't. Is, is all the celebrities are are on live and they're like doing all these things that are connecting directly to their fans and answering questions like that. Like they're, nobody's asking for money right now. So, I mean, in the mm. celebrity world at least. So her husband, fucking Dean McDermott, came on and was like, what's wrong with this? Like what's wrong for with providing for your family at this time? All the studios are shut down. She has no way to work like everybody else. It's like, first of all, no offense, but Tori Spelling, even if all the studios were open, wouldn't perhaps <laughs> be working at this moment. (laughs) She would perhaps still not have any income. Um, And also it's just, they have like a billion children, like the whole like earn like an income for the spelling family is just absolutely no pun intended rich. Like it's just, (laughs) it's just an absolute horrendous look. She got just like blown into the ethernet with, with how horrible of an idea this was. Wow. That's something. Okay, I don't want to talk about Tori Spelling anymore, so I'm bringing in Amelia to do the next two categories, and then Kate, I'll see you at the end of the pod for a tea time mailbag. Okay, we're bringing in Amelia Wedemeyer um, for the next couple categories. Amelia, hello, I miss you. Hi, miss you too. <laughs> All right, so we are starting with the category this week in social media. Celebrities are going crazy as usual. Start us off. Okay, let's see. So I had a really fun discovery Late, uh, as of, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, it's mm-hmm. Leslie Jordan, who I don't know if you've ever seen Will and Grace, but, um, yeah. yeah, so he's one of the reoccurring characters on Will and Grace. He plays off of, uh, what's her face, Megan Mullally really well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sorry, I, it's these videos that he does, um, in quarantine and lockdown are so funny. He's actually, he's, He's listed as 4'11". That's his height. Um, And so he's a little man and he is 64 years old and he has this really great um, Southern accent and he's just, you know, Instagramming from his couch and he's like, y'all, I'm so bored. How is it only April? Oh, I have a month of this shit. And it's it's so funny. I highly recommend watching um, his videos. They're great. They've gotten me through a lot. So, yeah, I thought when I first saw these videos that this was just some random guy, like kind of like who would go on Ellen later when all of us came back to like normal life, whatever. But yeah, he's a very successful actor, which makes uh, more sense, like yeah. his um, theatrics. But yeah, he's Absolutely adorable. I can't believe he's 4'11". He's 4'11". Yeah, he's he's very <laughs> tiny. and But it's like he packs a huge personality and such a little frame. He does. 
Um, he does. <laughs> and then also Britney Spears, you know, she's been giving us content as she has been for the last, what, 20 years? Thank God for her. <laughs> I know. But um, I rec- so I follow her on Instagram. And yesterday she posted this poster of Robert Downey Jr. in his iconic post-Marvel movie, Doolittle. And she's just like, this movie is a must-see. At Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is so genuine. You fall in love with him. And she has this review and she's just like, it's great. There's a special tone throughout the movie, which I find hard to see these days in film. And she just goes on about how she <laughs> loves the movie. And I'm, s- <laughs> I'm so sorry, but we have to talk about, I don't, Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't like Dr. Doodalil like a very classic tale? Like everyone kind of yes. knows in some way he can like speak to animals. She gives <laughs> yes. like a little plot description at the end. Just remember, he's a man who can speak to animals and he's brilliant. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Britney Spears, we know. We know. And then she has like a bunch of animal emojis. We're like, yes, thank you, Britney. We like we've seen this iteration of this film like 20 times. But it's yeah, it's so funny. It's, it's so this <laughs> caption is absolutely insane. She has been giving us so much good content. She might be the VIP when we get out of all this. Honestly, like, yeah. Times most valuable player. Truly. <laughs> Her, like, very genuine love of this movie is endearing, kind of, and also alarming. Exactly. And, you know, she's not really using it for her own gain. She just wants the people to know that there is iconic content out there, like Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. That is so true. All she wants is just people to tune into this movie. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So hopefully we'll get um, more uh, from her, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, next thing in social media— any headline with Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm going <laughs> to click it. Just, you guys should know that about me. Yeah. So this is not, you know, at face value, a very interesting celebrity story, but I will make it so, and I will make you care about it. So um, Gwyneth Paltrow's son, Moses, turned 14 this week. Whoa. And they did, I know, and they did like a drive-by parade birthday party because obviously you can't be together. She's being responsible. Um, so a lot of his friends, Obviously, they, like, turned up in, like, Range Rovers and, like, Porsches. And, like, there was this whole parade of people waving to him, singing, playing music, whatever. Looked very fun. But, obviously, I cared about this because they are quarantining at home. So, Gwyneth Paltrow had this eagle eye for the back of these videos where she's showing a little bit of her house. (laughs) And if you click into it, if you watch these Instagram stories— you'll see the parade coming into their home. The gates that are open, that she has opened into like his friends, the gates are so tall. They are like taller than the (laughs) average tree height. They look like either the gates of heaven or hell, depending on like how you view it. They are enormous, like industrial size shit. It looks like she lives in like a fucking top secret tower. And then she pans around to Moses, who's having like a jolly good time. And he's kind of standing in what looks like the front of a house. And then she's like many yards away, also standing in front of what looks like another fully sized house. So I'm so curious about what their actual home looks like. It looks A, enormous. Yeah. B, like there's security fucking everywhere. And she's like very, very private. And then she he's saying with Chris Martin, they did like a little mini concert. He has like a fine voice, whatever. Anyway, very pure content, but I love seeing the background of celebrity homes when they're not really intending to show that. Totally. I love that. Why not? 
Next one, this is speaking of celebrities in their homes, but this is much, much worse. Jeffree Star, who I hope you guys don't really know, but um, he's a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, we use the term very celebrity very loosely here. He is very famous and very, very rich. He just, I think we reported on this, maybe not. He just bought this like insanely expensive house, whatever, a lot of money in YouTube and makeup. Anyway, he went on TikTok this week and he's watering his plants with a $4,800 Fendi watering can. What? And this was originally a Not Worth the Tea and we had so much in there that <laughs> we couldn't fit it in. So I moved it to social media. But again, we talked in an earlier category, celebrities showing their ass, just, Jeffree Star, you know, maybe don't show your wealth in that way. Maybe don't. Like, n- not in this time, at least. It's right. like when Kylie Jenner posts like an innocent picture of a baby stroller and then you zoom <laughs> in and the baby stroller is also Fendi and you're like, oh, that costs like a year's worth of rent. Right. Anyway, he has the money to buy a $4,800 watering can. So I guess good for him. I guess. I mean, maybe donate money to, you know, people on the front lines <laughs> fighting coronavirus, but whatever. Yeah, that's just a suggestion. Okay, (laughs) this was a seamless transition to our next category, not worth the tea. So celebrities are, wait, we're starting with something different. You wanted to explain something first, right? I do want to explain something. I want to explain something called OnlyFans. Um, You know, it's been in the news a little bit lately. Chad Johnson, uh, former Bachelorette contestant on JoJo's season, He's also someone who should probably be in anger management uh, and he's not a good person, but he has decided to pivot to OnlyFans and OnlyFans is a social media service, I guess, that is a paid subscription kind of content. So you pay however amount of money the person who has the account has designated, and then you get to see all their uh, quote unquote premium content. And usually this premium content is nudes and like sex videos and stuff. But there's also a bunch of like fitness people who do this app and post a lot of like fitness videos. But OnlyFans is kind of known for being more of like, here's the naked content. And it's kind of where influencers go once they're washed up. You know what I mean? I was going to say, Amelia, do you, besides Chad Johnson, do you know other celebrities that are doing, I, first of all, I had no idea what OnlyFans was. You sent me that cursed <laughs> Chad Johnson post, read as much of it as I could without vomiting. Um, <laughs> but you're saying like a lot of it has like a sexual undertone. Yes. Content on OnlyFans. I Exactly. So there, um, I've read several articles and a lot of uh, adult actors actually have decided to pivot to sites like OnlyFans because there are a bunch of obviously like free porn sites where people pirate their videos and so they have no way of making money off of them. So OnlyFans is actually a good service for people in the adult industry. Yeah, I'm pro that. Chad Johnson, I'm not so sure. Chad Johnson, no, because he's a bad person. And it's it's sad. It's like, yikes, you had to pivot to OnlyFans. Your career as being an influencer slash crazy person didn't work out for you. Wow, shocking. Um, Isn't he he doing sexual content on OnlyFans? He is. Think about that. No, 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 he is. And with his poor girlfriend who he abused. So that's not good. Um, but like Trisha Paytas, I know I've mentioned her several (laughs) times. She has an OnlyFans account and I'm just wondering how long into this quarantine do you think it's going to take me to be like, Hey, you know what? I've run out of content. Might as well try some OnlyFans. I'll pay for some Trisha Paytas nudes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. 
the content is so dry as everyone who's listening can probably pick up. We're just like, scrambling for scraps right now. Um, I would say maybe another two weeks. Okay. Maybe. You are debating this regardless. So it feels yeah. like quarantine or not, Trisha Paytas content is worth, worth only fans to you. Yeah. You know, it might be. Maybe I'll do like an Instagram live of me watching her content. How, how would that? Please. You, did you like that? Just kidding. I'd absolutely tune in. You know I vote for every single one of your polls. So oh, Thank you. Yeah, that's that. true. I appreciate that. <laughs> Next one, just as weird. Can't wait for you to talk about this. Yes. So again, I've been trying to search every fucking crevice, squeezing every little <laughs> yeah. ounce of content. Um, I've, it's so true. It's so sad. So I, w- I never go on Snapchat, but this quarantine has forced me to. And I went on their Discover page and I saw this video of these girls doing (laughs) horse jumping, but not with horses, with their own bodies, like jumping over like brooms. Yeah. It's I am so excited. It brings me so much joy that we're talking about animal content again. It means there's some sense of normalcy (laughs) that we're bringing back to this podcast. Uh, it's a skill. It absolutely totally. is a skill. The way that they gallop and they move both their <laughs> yeah, arms and their legs, it, it's a sport, I will say. And no. I have siblings who horseback ride and the human horseback riding is just as impressive. Serious? I mean, it's super physical. These people are doing gymnastics <laughs> on all fours and they're they're clearing like three feet, which is wild. It's insane. And it's, it's also, yeah. to their credit, they do pick up speed. They do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is hard. There's when momentum. You're as a human being, yeah. <laughs> and there's this one, this one part where the girl she does like this back and forth with her um, arms. It's like she's doing dressage, and I didn't know that was an element of it. But I guess dressage is also an element of this. So, I mean, this is what it's come to, people. So this also could be unanswerable question, but you put this in the outline as a question. Says, should I take up horse jumping? Yeah. And my answer is yes. Okay, absolutely. I'll let you. You know how that goes. Yeah. Should be fun. Okay. Uh, heavy pivot. Um, <laughs> something that is very high end and classy. I'm sure Jam Session will talk about this. Do like a more highbrow deep dive. Right, right. Uh, but Tea Time's covering it just came out. This is Drake's Architectural Digest cover mm. of his home in Toronto. And I'm sure that they could talk about it in a much more polished way. I just want to focus on the like sheer numbers of it all. Yeah. And also the vocabulary used to describe this house is above my pay grade. And (laughs) it's like so frou-frou and frilly. It honestly, I'm sure he would hate me for saying this, but reminds me a lot of Kourtney Kardashian's home. Oh my God. And white and the like, it's minimalist, but yet everything has a pattern that's up against another pattern. So it's a lot of photos of his home. It's 50,000 square feet this manor, the Drake Manor. It has a full-size NBA indoor basketball court. He hired this interior designer, Ferris Refuli. And it's just, you know, a lot of words. It's a marvel (laughs) of old world craftsmanship, says Architectural Digest. Constructed of limestone, bronze, exotic woods, and other noble materials. Noble materials. That's great. What I took away from this is how high all the fucking ceilings are. (laughs) It's 44 feet high. I don't even know why you would do something like that tall, I guess, since you have the room. There's a studio lounge. He says his Drake's favorite spot in the house is his 3,200 square foot master bedroom suite, which is bigger than all of our apartments combined probably. Mm. Yes. And the bed base weighs one 
ton. <laughs> one ton, the bed. Alone. What? I oh have no God. idea, Amelia. I'm just reading the facts. <laughs> and he has a two-story closet. What? I don't get it. A two-story? Wait, what? I don't. Yeah. What? How does he have that many clothes? I've never heard of that before. Does, so if you scroll through pictures, there's, I mean, it's very, I, I'm going to say it. It's kind of gaudy. Um, oh, 100%. The image that when you click into the article, it shows looks like a lobby of like the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. It It's not like impressive to me really besides the sheer size of it. And then there's this photo of the stairwell, which you called a high-end mall. It and literally it's looks- absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah. It looks like the Century City Mall in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, um, it does. It like does. A million floors. Yes. Anyway, props that he has this much money and did this. Um, he says he like wanted it to be this palatial thing and like this very sturdy structure that would outlast him and that would be his legacy. Anyway, it looks very scary to be in at night because it's all black and white. Yeah. Um, and just like a lot of tile and marble everywhere. It just is as it's like kind of like him, Kanye, Courtney's house combined mashed up. Oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah, not a beautiful home by any means. No. Um, next one, speaking of the Kardashian clan, kind of, uh, Jordan Woods was revealed mm. as the kangaroo wow. this week on The Masked Singer. Uh, we kind of fell off Masked Singer content for a couple weeks. Amelia, how do you feel about that? You know, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. I'm not really watching this. I was, I it peaked, what? really. It peaked with Lil Wayne. You're not watching The Masked Singer this season? No, I'm, I'm it's just too much fluff. Wow. I know. I wow, know. I know. I also didn't know she could sing. Anyway, she's <laughs> now going to release an album because people apparently thought she could sing. And sure. this is no shots to her. This, But if you look at any of her Instagram or YouTube videos, it's not like Jordan Woods' voice is like the most pleasant part. Like she is so beautiful right. and intelligent and very strong and courageous in the public eye, et cetera. But like, <laughs> Her voice is is kind of a, like hard to listen to. So I watched her mass singer videos because I was like, maybe she pulls something out. It's like sure. a different part of her vocal cords, whatever. Um, she sings kind of like how she talks, but um, she now is going to release an album. So, so we'll yikes. see how that goes. Yeah. 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 That's uh, not yeah. great. That's not great, yeah. honestly. I'm sorry. and But I will say this season has been honestly kind of better names. Yeah, that's There's, true. You know, we had Bella Thorne. I, I did not know she was not above this. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I am in favor of Jordan Woods making an album and et cetera. Sure. To kind of have, you know, just like a, the more she moves away yeah. from that other legacy of hers, sure. the better. And I'm in support of. So I guess, yeah, sing your heart out, Jordan Woods. Um, and lastly, and not worth the tea. <laughs> Not worth the tea. I don't know. Have you been watching the challenge, the new challenge? Absolutely not. Again, starve for content. Saw this headline. <laughs> we got to talk about it. <laughs> so I, I know it's a lot of people at the ringer really enjoy the challenge. I yeah. used to watch it back in like high school and it was fine. There's just a bunch of meatheads who were like, Aah! and they, you know, would be violent every episode. So that's yeah. pretty much what it is. But I guess Johnny Bananas, iconic, uh, part of the MTV challenge family. He yes. was saying that the challenge can replace sports because, you know, yes. there are no sports left. What, how do you feel about that? Are you into that? Are you not into that? 
So, yeah, everyone knows Johnny Bananas. Even I do, I yes. feel like, even though I never watched the challenge. And so at first when I read this headline, I was like, oh, this is really grabby. Like, this is so insane. And then I read into it. And then I watch a couple challenge clips. And I'm like, you know what? He yeah. might be right. Like, <laughs> I was ready to be like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. But, like, I watched a challenge where he had to put another man on his back who was, like, kind of strapped into him mm-hmm. from, like, back to back in a harness. Carried him on his back, trudged through some stuff and like hit a trash can or something else. And it took a lot of physical skill. Yes. So perhaps we can replace sports with the challenge activities. Yes. And actually that was CT. CT Tamborello, who is an Oh, so it wasn't even Johnny Bananas? No, Johnny Bananas was the backpack. He was um <laughs> He was riding. He was the guy getting destroyed from the back. Exactly. There's an icon. CT is an icon. If you take anything away from the challenge, just Google CT Tamborello. He's like this crazy person from Boston who just, he's, he's a gorilla. He is a rhinoceros. This makes it so much better. I can't even describe to you. You guys, we'll post it in the Tea Time Twitter account. It's wild. He's struggling. He's flailing his arms. He's like going crazy. The fact that that's him and he says that the challenge is that's when you know. That's, That's when real. you know. That's when you know. That is an <laughs> iconic all-time challenge moment. It's incredible. Okay, so yeah, maybe he has some validity. Maybe we can replace sports. I love it. This episode of Tea Time is brought to you guys by Bud Light. So you've tried the new Bud Light seltzer. Hopefully it's so good. There's a billion different flavors. And I feel like seltzers have been really in for the last couple years. So I'm sure you've tried many other brands, but Bud Light seltzer is by far my favorite one. It's only 5% alcohol and only 100 calories, but it tastes super, super great. Also new from Bud Light is Bud Light Lemonade, a premium light lager made with real lemonade for a refreshingly crisp taste. Bud Light was kind enough to send us a lot of Bud Light seltzer flavors. I've tried the strawberry, the mango, and the black cherry. They're all super, super good, especially when you compare those flavors to other seltzer companies. By far my favorite, it's real fruity taste, but obviously there's not that many calories, not that much sugar in it. Um, And Bud Light reminds you to please stay home to keep you and others safe. So Bud Light seltzer and Bud Light lemonade both taste just as good hanging out on the couch or having virtual happy hour with your friends. I just did this on Friday with Bud Light seltzer. It was super fun. So to get beer delivered to your door, head to drizzly.com. And first-time Drizzly users can use the promo code BUDLIGHT at checkout for $5 off. Some state restrictions apply. All right, for the final category, like you said, we're doing tea time mailbag. Our listener, Tyler, called this a tea bag. I am kind of embarrassed none of us thought of this. Same. <laughs> Props to him. Yeah, this is the tea bag, which <laughs> like I'm, I, I go back and forth them, but I'm mostly pro. All right, we're going to be answering your questions. I'm first up. This is from Rebecca at Becca Makasha. And she said, if you could relive a year of celebrity gossip slash drama, which would you pick and why? So, Millie, I know this is mostly your corner, like historical celebrity gossip, but we're going to be deep diving on that in the coming weeks. So I figured I'll just take a quick stab at Please. it because I do have an answer. I would pick 
the summer of 2004 into the summer of 2005, because this is when all of the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and Jennifer Aniston stuff unfolded. So summer of 2004, they started filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They hadn't met before filming their scenes because of like scheduling conflicts. Met for the first time. And at this point, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston had been married for like about five years. They're Hollywood's it couple. And then according to time, when I did this like big deep dive on this history, Angelina Jolie was still kind of considered like a wild card with like unusual taste. She was doing a lot of the vials of blood type of stuff. Anyway, then they start filming this movie, March 2005, Jennifer Aniston files for divorce. Summer 2005, they start doing the publicity rounds for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are fueling romance rumors. They do that W magazine like photo shoot. Anyway, nothing was confirmed. There's all these rumors. I'd absolutely pick that because I was 11 at the time. So didn't care much about pop culture celebrities. <laughs> Had no idea that any of this was really going on. But could you imagine with our knowledge of pop culture now, if this unfolded, I would be all over this every minute of my life. That would be insane. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So I would definitely relive that. I wish I was an 11, but maybe this will happen in the future. Maybe like a yeah. Hollywood it couple will do this again. I thought about this question as like, what do I wish? What do I wish we could relive while we have a podcast? Like, what do I wish was mm. happening that yeah. Tea Time could talk about right now? And I, I, a lot of celebrity news is depressing, like a lot of breakups and stuff, which like I also thought about Brangelina as well. But I want to relive like late 2009 into 2010, the Lady Gaga performance art heyday. <laughs> like how would right. Tea Time react to Lady Gaga showing up in a meat dress? Wow. We would do a full like emergency pod on that. I, yeah. And like her performance, like with the blood and like just everything that she was doing that was so over the top in like 2009. Wow. I want to have a podcast that covers that. Yes. Great, great choice. Answer. I love both of those answers. Honestly, I think any time. So or mid 2000s. And I know there was a thread that like recently went viral or a few threads about this. But just the drama between Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. Just, you know, it's ongoing, even though they're both right. like Paris Hilton's nearly 40, but she she is still just churning out content from that dry well. Um, but yeah, I would choose that because I just I just I eat that shit up. Great picks. OK, next question. All right. This is from Zoe Jewel at Z Jewel. Who would you say are the most controversial celebs in terms of their looks? Some think they're hot. Others are repulsed. I think Pete Davidson and Adam Driver are top the list. Great question. Um, I had an answer to this, and it was Bill Hader. Wow, yeah. that's the person that we used to fight about. Like, when I was an intern at The Ringer, we used to fight about. It was me, me and two other girls and a guy. And, like, two of us were like, yes, Bill Hader. And two of the other people were like, absolutely not. And then one day he came into the office, and everyone who was no, like, very quickly turned into a yes. Um, <laughs> but I was... <laughs> Apparently, Bill, I actually left early that day, so I didn't see him, but I was already a yes, so it didn't matter. Um, but I was looking this up, and first of all, this, the articles about this are absolutely brutal. They're all like ugly, hot celebs. And they all include like the most basic white men, like Seth Rogen, Ed Sheeran. And then it's like mm. Sarah Jessica Parker, Tilda Swinton. And I was like, why are these people on the same level? The bar is so much higher for women and so low for men. I was like, if Seth Rogen took a shower, he wouldn't be anywhere near Tilda Swinton on this list. I was like actively offended <laughs> oh, I love Seth by Rogen. some of the lists on the internet. So I was, I was going to like come up with a list of people. And then I was just like, all of these are men who have never seen a razor. 
and then like beautiful striking women that people Jesus. just like don't think fit into a certain mold. I was like really offended by this. So I guess my short answer is Bill Hader and my long answer is that we need to renegotiate our terms for ugly hot celebrities. <laughs> I also think Zoe Jewell kind of hit the nail on the head. Pete Davidson divided this podcast he up did. until like a couple months ago when he turned yeah. out to be extremely problematic and I jumped ship. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was on that train for a very long time and people would be like, Liz, he looks like he has a disease. What's up? And it's just <laughs> chemical, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's the perfect example. He and Adam Driver are actually. Yeah. Perfect. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Great answer to her. Next question was from Megan at Warden G Meg. And this was, who was your first celebrity crush? Which is just a fun answer to look back, think about, um, and how different it says, a, it says a lot about a person. You it know? does. It does. So my answer is that NSYNC was my first concert, my first real love and band that I like listened to on my MP3 walk. I don't exactly know what I was listening to at the time. Anyway, so I was a big JC Chazé girl. Yes. And my sister, who's only two years older, was a big Lance Bass girl. But even at the time when I was a small child, I just knew that it wasn't reciprocated. I felt like JC Chazé and I like could be something one day. Lance Bass, I already had that vibe that he did not want yeah. me. And the way she yeah. wanted him. So that is my answer is JC Shaw's it. Now I should have picked Justin Timberlake. He's like still in the public eye, but did not care about him from day one, basically. Wow. That's special. Mine is Orlando Bloom specifically is Legolas. Ooh. Good pick. That's fair. That was it. That's oh. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a family friend who had a life-size cutout of him in that costume in her bedroom. Wow. With the wig. Wow. <laughs> It was a formative character I mean, for many. It works. Many yes. young nerds. Wow. Yes. That's true. Amelia? Um, I would say I so when Titanic came out, I was like eight, I think, at the time. And I just remember Leonardo DiCaprio was everywhere. He was inescapable at like on all the magazines at the grocery store and everything. And I just remember being like him forced upon everyone, and I was totally okay with it. And I like I was like, what is this strange feeling? Why can't I look at him? In, and like in the eyes, this is so weird. So I would say Leonardo DiCaprio has always, he's always been very high up there for me. That's yeah. so true. This is like very online and also um, we can't go into it really, but there's like this trend where you like rewatch like things like that, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic. And then as a child, you're thinking like, why are my cheeks hot? And like, yeah. why do I feel? <laughs> why so am I embarrassed? Weird? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't I want to watch this with my parents? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. Next one. Special. Um, okay. So this is from Jareen. Love her. Iconic. Queen. Uh, Queen Jareen. Queen Jareen. Shout out to her. She asked a really cool, great question. It's, have your skincare routines become more or less complicated the longer you've been in quarantine? And we love a skincare question. Love a skincare collect or question, not collect. Well, collection too, honestly. Um, sure. I would say they've become more complicated. I mean, some days I skip out on it, but I've been doing a lot more masks um, mm. and, you know, just trying to cleanse a little more, I guess. Sure. Do you have a brand recommendation? You know, I'm trying to use up all the skincare that I have, but I just like random skincare brands. I'm trying to do more clean skincare, you know, mm, it's a little more expensive, but yeah. 
you're like my sister who's been trying to clean out like our from our middle school like beauty cabinet <laughs> and just go no matter what it yeah. is just going through the products it's like bath and body works like yes apricot scrub that like now is like definitely don't do that she's like working through that um <laughs> I also brave. like this question it's not the point of our podcast at all but it's a personal question mm. and it's kind of fun to get a little insight into what we're doing every day I would say mine has become uh, more complicated but better maybe this like out of the office, you get more time to yourself. You're like moving around. I just feel like I've been feeling pretty like good and rested and stuff. Besides yeah. like the the through line of just fear and panic about what's going on in the world. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, it's definitely more complicated and to each their own with their skin type. But I will say stop using Cetaphil for, to wash your face. It's just a fucking hoax, you guys. Whoa. You gotta switch to Cerave. Sw- yeah. Switch to Cerave okay. instead. That's yeah. what I use. Wow. You guys are glowing. We're on a a video chat right now while doing this, and they just are glowing. You Um, are too. You are too. I've just been, thank you. Good save. No, Um, you are. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been moisturizing a lot because Indiana is really dry. Um, That's my take. Just moisturize more. Kate, quickly, hair care, has that become more or less complicated for you because you have a complicated process in your normal life? I do. Liz knows that I have gone fully curls. Uh, curls out, haven't touched a straightener in like a month. <laughs> Me and Ariana Grande are embracing our curly I roots, love that. Literally and figuratively. And yeah, it's fine. You know. <gasps> it, I think you I, look really it won't cute. Stay this way. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> okay, next uh, one. All right. This is from Noel Aranda. I'm so sorry if we mispronounce any of these names. In another universe, what is your dream celebrity couple? Great question. I have two answers. My first is recency biased and my second is way too basic. So I'm combining them to make two dumb answers into one decent answer. My first answer is I saw a picture a couple months ago of Kristen Stewart and St. Vincent and people were like, Kristen Stewart's dating St. Vincent. And I was like, that literally is too good to be true uh, for Kevin O'Connor and myself simultaneously. (laughs) And it turned out to be fake. They're just friends. But what a, what a like absolute power lesbian couple. I was really into that. So I wish that was true. And my other one is, I just wish Leonardo DiCaprio ended up with Kate Winslet. Oh, yeah, wow. That's such a good one. That is a good one. Like, I just, I just wish that we lived in a world where they were fighting climate change together. Oh, I think you know? his life of celebrity would be so much different if they had started dating and stayed together, like through the Titanic yeah. era. He might now. not even be, he might not even be as much of a celebrity. Who knows? Maybe we yeah. wouldn't have been talking about him nearly as much. He would just be living like an unproblematic kind of boring life. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are mine too. What about you guys? Any any dream celebrity couples? I think the Leo and Kate Winslet one is great. Honestly, I co-signed that. I agree. I was thinking Leo and someone else, but no, Kate Winslet's such a better pick. I'm fully for that. And they're friends. You know, they came so yes. close. True. Yes. All right. Next one. Uh, this is from Mary Pritchard um, at Pritchma. Hi, how are you? So here is her question. Real Q, who from Batch Nation does Amelia like? Seems like she hates a lot of them, LOL. Well, Mary, you're correct. I do hate a lot of them. Uh, (laughs) Except here I am being like, I hate them all. And then I'm also being like, okay, so when is uh, Listen to Your Heart starting? Because I'm ready (laughs) for it. Uh, I will say one person that I do love and the only person from Bachelor Nation I have ever followed on Instagram, because I make a real point of trying not to follow these people, uh, is... Peter Kraus from Rachel Lindsay's season. You do love him. I love him <laughs> yeah, you do. so much. Oh my God. I 
uh, this is very embarrassing, but my friend and I, you got to tell the whole story. Okay. <laughs> my friend and I paid money to do a uh, fit fab fun box with him there. And we talked to him for like 20 minutes. And he told us about how he has this uh, Pixar story in mind because we were working at Disney at the time. And we were like, yeah. And he was like, I have this idea. And it was pretty much Madagascar. And we were like, isn't this Madagascar? And he was like, no, 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 it's different. It's different. I can't tell you though. And I was like, okay, okay. you are going to get an OnlyFans account. The more I know about you, the more that that... If Peter You're circling it, yeah. If Peter Krause, if you get a OnlyFans account, you know I'll be the first to sign up. No, um, but he is just—he was to me Tyler C to all of you, and I—I I love him. He has gray hair. He has a cute little gap in his teeth, and he is from Wisconsin. He's perfect. I love him so much. I was more devastated by their breakup than any personal breakup I've ever had, which is. Yikes. Um, but I will say that uh Peter Krause, I love you. I I'm getting speechless at this moment right now because I love him so much. Yeah, this was a perfect question. So thank you, Mary Pritchard, because I feel like I, I on this podcast at least are responsible for like reining you in a little bit about your bachelor nation <laughs> thoughts to keep us True. both employed at the place where we work, the right, right. com. But the way that you light up about Peter Krauss, <laughs> first of all, you guys are all on FaceTimes or video chat so I can see she's got two hands on the mic <laughs> clutching it like she's like at a beauty contest, like, like a nervous beauty contestant. She's like blushing. It's like a whole different Amelia. And yeah, it really is. The amount of passion that she has and her hatred for a lot of the Bachelor contestants, <laughs> she has in the passion for her love for Peter Krauss. It's truly special. Um, there was also a second part to this question from Mary Pritchard. She requested a happy birthday shout out because she's having a quarantine birthday, oh. which sucks, but I hope it's great. And in tea time tradition, I decided to just take a little dig back through Mary Pritchard's tweets. Yes, <laughs> you did to, not uh, see if there was anything worth mentioning. We've done this for tea time host birthdays. We tried to do it to Kaya. Um, Mary Pritchard has perhaps the purest Twitter account in the world. <laughs> Mary, shout, shout out to you. You keep it positive 24-7. The only thing I could think of, I was really trying to come up with something embarrassing. Uh, the only embarrassing thing I could find was the year you joined Twitter, 2014, you were really <laughs> into the new Maroon 5 album. Like, really into it. Tweeted about it a lot. <laughs> but you know what? I think Maroon 5 was still good in 2014. It was like before Adam Levine like really took the voice bag yeah. and like kind of sold out. Mm, yeah. um, I was also pretty into Maroon 5, like end of high school. So no shame at all, Mary Pritchard. I hope that you have a fabulous quarantine birthday. Listen to some Room 5 um, and I hope it's great. Yeah, that's the benefit of having like 15 rock solid Tea Time fans is we have the time to look into things. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Last one we're all going to participate in because it's been circulating around social media. Everyone's choosing and picking and talking about it. So this is from Kate Berry at Kate Like Cot. I'm sure you've seen that quote, which house would you want to quarantine in memes? So which five celebs would make up your ideal quarantine house? And I will say to preface this, we took on this question about 10 minutes before we started recording. So these are not like well thought out answers, but they're at the top of our minds, which is probably better anyway. Right. And I just also want to say that this is literally just the lunch table meme, but made depressing. People have recycled Correct. the lunch Very table true. meme and made it the quarantine meme. But it is very popular. It's going around a lot. Liz, I think you should start. 
Oh, great. Okay, well, I'm really nervous about mine because, like I said, you only had about 10 minutes, and I feel like these are just some reflection of, like, my academic— Like, in some way, I just feel like I need these need to be really good, and mine's kind of weird. But here's my quarantine house. Number one, Miley Cyrus, obviously. There's just no question. She's very uplifting. She's on bright minds every day. She can sing. She can play the guitar. She's also just, like, very calm and zen about the whole situation. Number two, John Mayer. I'm sorry, but I love him. And I would love to be serenaded at all hours with him. <laughs> Three, Julianne Moore. Because I feel like you need a grounding force, like a mom of the house. Mm. She's 59. I also just really love her and would like to get to know her. So I feel like quarantine is the perfect opportunity for us to do that. Four is Rihanna. She'd play board games with you. She'd drink wine with you any hour of the day. She would do drugs if you're into that. Not saying I am. I'm not. Um, and then five is Brad Pitt or substitute Barack Obama. I couldn't choose. You got to pick one. Pick one right now. I'm choosing Barack. Five, four. Yep. <laughs> he and Rihanna would definitely get along. He and Julianne Moore would definitely presence. get along. Yeah. yeah. Very calling like presence. Everyone. Of like young, immature, mature. Great stuff. That's a good <laughs> house. You. That's a good house. Okay, you All right, guys Amelia. Go. Oh my god. Okay, well now I'm embarrassed. Okay. So I just went all all in on this uh and did It Girls of the Odds. Hell yeah. I'm quarantining myself with Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Paris Hilton, Britney Spears and Hillary Duff. And I want to see who <laughs> makes it out alive. And all you the great going gossip. You're overdose by next Tuesday. I know. <laughs> what a way to go out though, you know? You're going to have to deliver Amanda Bynes' baby for her. Are you ready for that? <laughs> oh my God. I am ready. I'm ready and I'm willing. Let's do it. Have you seen Dr. Doolittle? Or are you going to watch that for a second time with Britney Spears? I would, for her, I would watch it for the first time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kate. Okay, I'll do mine and then we have we made Kaya pick hers as well. Okay, so I I said that we weren't going to have any overlapping celebrities, but I should have known that one of them would overlap. Okay, so I started out and I was basically like, I need a mom figure. Similar yep. to what Liz thought. You need kind of like some like older women, take control, be comforting. Well, my favorite older woman mom figure is Kate Blanchett. So obviously I, I bet I could pick this house for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then along with Kate Blanchett, I was like, I want her to have a friend. I don't want it to be weird because the other celebrities I had in mind, I was like, I don't know if they will get along with Kate Blanchett. Well, I mean, they will because she's delightful. But I was like, let's bring in Sarah Paulson. Great hang. Tons of celebrity friends. Great friends with Kate Blanchett. Then I was like, OK, who are they friends with that I also want to hang out with? That's also like really fun. Well, thanks to the 2018 blockbuster film Ocean's 8. They're great friends with Rihanna. Mm, wow. <laughs> so Rihanna's in. Then I was like, who are Rihanna's celebrity friends? Because I want everyone to have a connection. I don't want people to be like at each other's throats. I don't want it to be awkward. Rihanna, pretty good friends with Adele. We're bringing Adele in. We're going to hear Rihanna and Adele's new albums first. And then I I was like, who's great friends with Adele? Harry Styles recently went on vacation together. So I will be quarantined with these five people really until the end of my life would be fine. I this, house, for- this house is asleep by 8.30 p.m., which I think is your goal. <laughs> Rihanna, anyway. Actually, that's okay. I love I love an early bedtime. I feel um, like she gets okay stay drunk at four, you know, hits an early dinner <laughs> and then goes to sleep <laughs> to wake up at 3 a.m., as we've learned. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I feel good about this, honestly. Yeah. Kaya, what's your answer? Um, okay, so I think I misunderstood the question or I just ignored the question. So I went through, <laughs> I went for like not creating a house that like I would like to be quarantined in but for one that it would be most chaotic so yes oh please 
Amelia did that too, accidentally. No, I would want to be quarantined with them, though. <laughs> Priyanka Chopra. Wow. I was debating putting Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas together. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You only have five slots, and you're wasting them on Priyanka Chopra no, and no, Nick no, Jonas? No, You'd Jonas. have to give yourself, like, a cyanide pill. <laughs> <laughs> Priyanka Chopra, Pete Davidson, Britney Spears, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner, and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those last what? two though. Exactly. That, yeah, those last two are great. Exactly, because the whole point of these memes is that you have like three awful people and like two really good people. That's you're true. right. That is so the point true. of the meme because you have to make you have to make each one like there's one person you exactly. don't want. So Priyanka yeah. is your no. Priyanka, <laughs> Pete Davidson are my no's. Oh right, Britney Spears yeah. is yeah. like my chaotic like maybe. Jennifer yeah. Garner is the bomb, and then Matthew McConaughey yeah. is great just pick. like yes. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of yeah. drugs going on in both you and Amelia's houses. I feel like I need to do some hourly checkups of you guys quarantine. Wow. Honestly, like pretty solid picks, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like I said, we'll be answering more questions as the week goes on. Um, and before we end the pod, for those of you still here with us, um, some tea time homework because exciting news. We have decided, Kate and I, that we will be revisiting Twilight. Um, Woo! I believe I'll stick more to the movie form. Kate may deep dive the novels. If I get my hands we'll on an see. ancient copy, I can do that. We may do both. I think we're going to focus on the movies for the sake of like the next four weeks because yeah. there are four. Yeah. So brush up on your Twilight, rewatch those movies. And then Amelia Wedemeyer, the expert on arts drama, is going to be like doing some random deep dives on like feuds and like threads of relationships and all different types of stuff that she's into. So if you guys have any pressing like feuds, celebrities, whatever, um, Amelia will be covering that in the next couple weeks. Great stuff. Okay, yeah. cannot wait. Hope you guys are all staying well and healthy. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Kaya, as always, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. 